and the reception isn't very... Shut up and take my money! Hello, world. This is Chris Abalo's Podcast Experiment, and I am Chris Abalo. Welcome to the show. And joining me this week, making his triumphant return after weeks and weeks and weeks, basically an unintentional summer hiatus, even though he kind of asked for it. Please welcome back Andrew Rizzatello. Hi, hi, hi. And joining us as usual, although not in an engineering capacity... (laughs) <laughs> Christian Cortez, engineer Chris. What's going on, man? How you doing? I swear we don't have a teleprompter. Yeah, nope. we no, no. This is all, Wait, as Chris, off the cuff as always. Yes, yes. Chris, before we get started, I have to make this one observation. Um, it's you and I. Okay. Without Jack and Ryan. Yes. We're gonna end up talking about porn, aren't we? We are. Okay. Just just wanted to <laughs> And Christian's off again. He's I'm, like, I'm done. screw these whiteies. It's like, I am not talking about porn. No. My mother's in the other room. Uh, enough of this from Respect the Blackout. Come on. <laughs> so I honestly, I, I, I have the thing where you got, well, you guys, I mean, by what I mean is by Chris, Ryan, and Jack always yes. made fun of me for having uh, uh, an extensive porn collection. Yeah, but, but the ability to talk about it openly. Like, yeah, I don't. I don't try and hide that. No, I agree. And I well, don't you feel you that you should. Well, you and I both have, but you and I are also more. Maybe it's a Libra thing. You and I tend really, to just. We're gonna go. We're gonna go astrological signs. I mean, it's it's <laughs> it's a fact. I mean, if you believe in astrology, if you don't, then it's horseshit. But it's um, it is one of those characteristics supposedly where that's just something that's on your mind all the time, and it is. And I think for you and I, much more than. Jack and Ryan. And the reason I draw the distinction is because with age, they definitely talk less about it, you know, for what it's worth. Oh my God, yes. So I think that's part of it where you mellow. And marriage. And marriage will mellow guys out as well. Will mellow out the libido. I've heard, I'm not passing judgment. Don't nobody tweet me and just be like, you motherfucker, (laughs) just because you're not married. But, um, Incidentally, didn't mention it at the top, but we are on Zoom this week because of uh, this is this was like a cursed show to even get to happen so, yeah. <laughs> just because of circumstances, because Hurricane Ida derailed our plans to go to the studio earlier in the week. And then Hurricane Christian didn't show up at the studio two days before. So we couldn't <laughs> actually get it, it done. Time. It but wasn't some, me. Somebody's got to say it. I mean, I'm just saying point of fact. You no, know, you son of a. <laughs> oh, he froze again. <laughs> oh, another victim of Zoom. Christian's just going to play up this. Not fair. Hey, it it happened. It was just a miscommunication, but we were there for probably like a good two hours. Like, I hope he's okay. Like, it it turned into just like, wow, he's late. I'm kind of surprised we haven't heard from him. And then it became. What what had happened was I literally was asleep and I had figured that there was it was another time, but I I, it wasn't firmly confirmed because I was like, hey, if you can do this, we'll do it. Then I didn't hear and that's not a fault of your own. That's my own, too. I should have double checked. But mm. like I when I saw the message, I was immediately mortified because <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Right. I, first off, I know how far you come. Mm. Andrew, you don't matter. Uh, no, I know. I don't. Don't worry. In, in this entire <laughs> equation, he doesn't matter much. <laughs> but no, I, I was I felt awful because I, I never I, I, 
I take pride in my work and I never try to do that. Totally. To it's not, it, that was completely we, by accident. We did not think so that please. Ex- the entire, no, we, we did not think that the entire time. Like Chris said, honestly, it got to like, you know, 20 minutes in, we're like, Oh, he's probably caught in traffic. And then it got to like the 40 minute mark. We're like, is he okay? Yeah. It got like, to be did about something happened. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we got there early. We generally get to the studio early anyway, so we got there like quarter to eight. We were meeting at 8.30, tentatively. So yeah. when it got to like 8.38, I'm like, eh, he'll probably be here any minute, because Andrew and I were joking, which we will get to if Andrew has his bottle of spirits nearby. I but do. Um, You do? Awesome. Okay, we're going to we're gonna get to that. I remember my bit. Of course. <laughs> I, it is and it isn't. It's yeah. not, we didn't, we didn't sit and write something, all right? We don't do that much work on the show. I have a bit. I just, I just have a boombox, and I think... Oh, I mean, that's, shit. that's pretty Un- fucking sweet. I'll tell you, you're like Radio Raheem Jr. Oh man! I mean, in in height, but you just have a much smaller boombox, and that's not a euphemism. Damn, damn sure is. Anyway, that's right. Uh, Whoa, good for you. So, so anyway, so yeah, we were we were fine. hanging out. Well, yeah, now we know. At like two thirty in the morning, and get a frantic message. <laughs> I am so yeah, right? sorry. It was that's, just that's, it, that's what I that's what I woke up to in the morning. Yeah, it was funny more than anything else. I was still up, like I was just watching some Futurama and winding down at the end of the day, and I looked. I was like, oh shit! <laughs> All right, he's okay. That's the most important thing. Never mind well, my dopey the, show. At least the second reason wasn't my fault. Which is? Uh, didn't wasn't it your? What happened to you, Andrew? Oh, I hurt my neck. There oh yeah. Go. Well, it was also the hurricane Ida did strike on Wednesday, so that would have been just bad news anyway. Like it wasn't yeah, good to I, go I, anywhere, especially because by about, by ten o'clock it was a state of emergency in New Jersey anyway. But my area yeah. was like flooded. North Jersey, there were so many pockets that were flooded to the point where I was out when the hurricane really kicked up, yeah, and I, I didn't ask. I didn't hit flooding on my way home, but it was flooded if I headed in the opposite direction on one of the main streets Jeez. up here. Um, because it's downhill. I live at high enough elevation that there was no flooding in my immediate neighborhood, but the surrounding neighborhood, it was it was pretty bad. Be lucky you don't live southwest. Was that yeah. was that a hurricane or was it a tornado? No, that was that was a tornado. That was considered a tornado. Well, mm-hmm. no, I know we had tornadoes in Jersey, but like at the at the same time, it was remnants of Ida. But was it still yes. a hurricane? Or was it um, just a tropical No, I believe storm. it was considered a tropical storm by the time it got to us. Now, this is all meteorological stuff. And, of course, because I'm the one talking, I'm going to give you all the misinformation. Pretty much. Um, but you know what? <laughs> That's okay, because like most of our listeners, people are using this to fall asleep. So you yes. can go on and explain yeah, your, I, I give your meteorolo- meteor- did, meteorological, your weather nonsense. <laughs> well, I'll be just as successful as any other of the meteorologists. They just make up lies. All yeah, it's anyway. just guesswork. <laughs> they don't know shit either. Pretty much, pretty bad. Anyway, go ahead, Andrew. No, those those were considered tornadoes. I don't know what classifies a tornado, but from every report I saw, those that hit Berlin, New Jersey, and destroyed those houses yeah. uh, were considered tornadoes and not the actual Hurricane Ida. Because I, I guess because for it to be considered a hurricane, the entire storm would have to have sustained winds of... Was it 65 or 85 miles an hour or something like that? As opposed to these, where it was a single occurrence jumping all over the place. Got it. I mean, those homes that got wrecked, I mean, they're probably the, they were homes to OnlyFans creators. So they probably were, they were probably fine. So yeah, they got enough money. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Or it was Jesus (laughs) shutting them down. But uh, incidentally, 
He already tried that. <laughs> <laughs> that's anyway, Chris. That's that's kind of the crux of of what we're going to be talking about. And even though it, you know, in, in internet terms, it's like a week late or internet uh, time, I should say. But yeah. this, um, w- we'd been talking about it, and just people have been talking about it in general. But Andrew and I have gone back and forth about it quite a bit, just as an idea. And again, we don't have any. I mean, the last time Andrew was on was the crossover episode with respect to Blackout Cape One Seventy Two. If you want to check it out, which was wow, very really. Yeah, I know. It's been that long. Literally wow. all summer you've had off. Like you were just asking for a couple of weeks and I just had no you use for you that. until I see now. How, I see how it is. It's like we're talking sex work. Andrew's in. All right. <laughs> I'm back, bitches. So um What did you so anyway. say? Useless? Um, yeah, no, I don't do, I don't wipe my ass without her permission. That's what <laughs> get it right or she's remember, yeah, I don't she's gonna come back again. You. She'll smell you out. <laughs> but Christian's just gonna throw a blanket over his head. It's like this is my uh, I'm, I'm gone. This is my cloak of invisibility. <laughs> so that's this is my cloak of invisibility. Me. He's just gonna hide under it. Veronica's like, I can see the cloak, and he's like, Shut up, you can't see me though. Anyway, you can't see, you can't see green screen. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh my god. Yeah, so Veronica hijacked the pre-show, everybody. That clip will be coming soon. Uh because uh, <laughs> Because that's how we roll on this show. The show isn't the show you get isn't the entire show that goes on. Our our interactions are just a show in itself, and yeah. uh, I we take pride in that. So anyway, um, this idea that for a, a short window, OnlyFans said no more porn. Basically, nudity is fine, no more porn. And it was first a big of all, uproar. it was a big uproar. Now it, it's one of those moves where you have to look at it and say, "What a dumb idea!" Because look at Tumblr. I mean, yeah. I and a shitload of professional people get paid to be funny uh, made that observation and probably just regular schmoes made that observation, too. But it's like Tumblr said no porn and nobody uses Tumblr anymore, <laughs> just to be honest. And um, the idea that OnlyFans has become made billions of dollars, especially during the pandemic and beyond, where they just exploded because everyone was home and starved for human interaction, really, starved be, for sex, be, all, everything. It it just blew up last year. Be, so the idea honest, I didn't know what the only the only reason I knew what OnlyFans was before the pandemic was because I followed models on Instagram and right. they would put their links up. Same, you know, and it's just like, oh, I guess this is what this platform is because they don't want to have to go to a a big company like Vivid or, you know, Bang Bros or anything like that and have to sign some kind of contract and they'd rather do it this way. That way they can get more of a fan interaction or I guess feel more intimate or even just non porn stars, just models, period. Like there are plenty of just exactly. playboy models yeah. who are on OnlyFans. So it's also like, do I create my own dot com where nobody's going to go or do I go to this website where everything is, you know, you're responsible for posting your own stuff, but at least you have control over how you manage your page. Whereas if you just have a dot com, good luck getting people to find it. I to, to, to make an analogy, it was like it was the Patreon for modeling and por- pornography and more explicit stuff as opposed to Patreon, which is creators in general. But I'm not sure what Patreon rules are, but I'm assuming it doesn't include anything that's explicit. No, no nudity. Yeah, exactly. You can do nudity on on Patreon. There are plenty nudity, of, but you can't do hardcore stuff. Right, right. Okay, so no. that was to me that was the difference between the two companies, mm-hmm. and that's fine. That's your that's your business model. I'm not going to argue with the company. But but when you decide to shift that business model away from that to try to something that it became so known for, it's synonymous with adult entertainment. 
Yes. It really, really is. And look, there are plenty of other people on there who do different things. Of course, there are creators of all stripes who are on OnlyFans. But 95% of OnlyFans is adult. And that's me probably, I don't know if I'm exaggerating. I'm just throwing that number out there. But that's what no OnlyFans is known for. Nobody openly talks about OnlyFans when talking about supporting, let's say, podcasters <laughs> or, or you know, yeah, or musicians or people right. who do uh, art commissions but or things like that. Here's the thing, though, that, that that is still an active part of OnlyFans. And I think a lot of people forget that, like even though OnlyFans became known for pornography, which fun fact, OnlyFans really only blew up because there was a competitor at the time. But OnlyFans blew up because it was actually referred to by Beyonce in the song. So really? people were like, "What? What well, lemonade?" Yeah, I I don't know the song. I actually okay. learned. A this Andrew doesn't today. either. No, neither do I. But, uh, except I know I don't know. <laughs> but that after that, there was no competition. OnlyFans was the one to blow up. But art, but artists had used it. Like it wasn't just only for pornography. It just became known for that. Right. Which is really funny because for those who don't know, I think I've talked about it a little bit on this show. But I'm working on a project called Anderson Harbor which is yes. a, an adult parody of Thomas Tank Engine. But oh, yes. I I had had this idea that was pretty funny to me to do something like for, uh, for a Patreon-like thing called the Anderson Harbor Yacht Club. And what I was going <laughs> to do, because I thought it was hilarious, was instead of doing it on Patreon, was to do it on OnlyFans. That would be and, great. And I, because it because it sounds funny, and and the way that it was going to be marketed was like like bullshit, sexy eighties <laughs> like saxophone like 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 Kenny like G songbird kind yeah, of stuff exactly. So <laughs> so it it is a platform for for uh, for other creators totally. And, and but I think that that also can add to the appeal of being on OnlyFans is because when you say it, it's just so funny because people are like, hey, that's not what that's for. But right. like, yeah, meanwhile, yeah, there's no rules. It kind of is. Yeah, you could. Yeah. It's, be, it's become it's become a noun. Yeah. yeah. Like like I wouldn't use that when I do my kids music, but I no. would definitely use that for the adult. Hilarity. For sure. Like right. that, that's hilarious. Right. Of course, the thing is on OnlyFans. That makes a lot of sense. It does. Well, it's, it's funny. People have even said to me, like, what do you, you know, because I've been pumping out video clips every week there's two to three video clips on the cape youtube channel if you don't already subscribe you absolutely should but the videos also go up on instagram as well the same videos go up on both platforms they seem to get more hits on instagram which is interesting and tiktok but, don't forget well tiktok just has the episode trailers for now but now that they extended the the limit to three minutes i may start putting some of the videos a clock in under three minutes which aren't many uh so but what's, I, I what's may start wild though in. about tiktok and OnlyFans is that uh there was actually i was actually in a podcast this morning with someone who was interviewing an OnlyFans creator and if and it turns out from tiktok to OnlyFans has the highest transition of people going from the one platform to the other really so if you were to, so if yeah so if you were to promote your OnlyFans on tiktok but not and not do anything lewd obviously mm -hmm. you would have the highest chance of having people jump from that straight to your only virality through tiktok is incredible yeah oh yeah um, in yeah. fact um uh chris you sent me a, a video the other day from the creator uh tizzy rent yes uh about the whole nonsense going on with covid and everything like that he actually just got public national acknowledgement for finding out uh, the one woman that was creating those fake COVID passports. Right. 
Don't call them passports. Like, They're vaccine records. Vaccine records. But <laughs> Don't call them passports. It, it, listen, I know it's it's colloquialism. It is, um, but at the same time, that's being perverted, which is, yes. you know, we'll, we'll get into uh, that in a future it, episode. That's another episode. It I talk about that. That's a whole other thing. It, that's a whole other subject. But back, like, don't back to the porn. Yes. No, but yes, yes. <laughs> no, but no, but in, in, in terms of virality, like he was on ABC News. He was in the New York Post, right. all these things. So like you can't as much as all of us had made fun of TikTok when it first uh, emerged. You can't doubt the power that it has to create these three minute videos. Now, three minutes, it used to be 60 seconds. Right. Um, and, and to get information out and some people like him are using it for, I guess you could say for good um, yeah. to, to, you know, Chaotic spread good. knowledge and whatnot. Well, hey, yeah, for, good, for noble reasons to expose people who are, you know, creating a public health crisis by selling oh, illegal you know, 100%, documents. But like when you put someone on blast like that, I always kind of consider that chaotic good because, because the way yeah. it's disseminated. Yeah, because yeah. a lot more comes from that. If it's handled a different way, then it's actual right. neutral right. good. But like this dude was like, nah, I'm about to wreck this. Woman yeah, there, right? yeah, exactly. <laughs> blast this bitch. But I mean, even when it comes to TikTok, just to while we're on the subject. I actually, you know, because I was reluctant about TikTok because I'm like, ah, whatever. Is this just going to be another version of Vine or all these other apps that have come and gone and blah, blah, blah. I'm yeah. still reluctant of TikTok and I see it. Yeah. I still am because part of me is like, it's it's part of me is like, this is not going to be around for another 10 years. It's not. But we, but the thing is, it's it's a crapshoot. You don't kind of know is what it is. I mean, I said, well, now? well, but here's the thing. If people don't know, because you probably don't, because I've had the handle since before Cape. Uh, relaunch at the beginning of 2015 but the whole reason my instagram handle is chris sells out and not chris abalo is because i spent a solid two years publicly making fun of instagram and i was a a, a twitter supremacist <laughs> it's a bad word to use in regard to anything but i was i was just like people just want to look at pictures and not read i was up my own ass about that but anyway i uh yeah i know i see you give me the stink eye christian it's okay i'm just saying i was i was twitter over instagram was my that's, that's fair but yeah. anyway um i was just kind of like publicly shitting on instagram pretty much but then there was a point when i realized i'm probably gonna end up getting one and sometime in like uh, 2013 2014 uh yeah. andrew's probably gonna say 2011 but i, I say 2012 i got it may have been i don't remember i actually registered chris sells out on instagram because i said there's gonna be a point i'm gonna use instagram but i just need to own it because I mocked it on the only podcast that matters. I'd mocked it on Facebook and probably on Twitter saying like, isn't this so much better? But I uh, mean, and fast forward to 2021, I spend way more time on Instagram than on Twitter. But anyway, someone, someone on Instagram was like, well, well, look who's crawling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Zuckerberg was like, I've got him. That's going to be a, that's going to be a meme. Well, before that was even before Facebook bought Instagram. Yeah. That was when yeah, the logo yeah. looked like an actual camera instead of just a bright icon. But um, yeah, I just knew I was like, there's going to be a point where I'm going to give into this. And I do kind of see the lure. But when I was making fun of Instagram, to be fair to me, that was just when people were posting pictures of their fucking coffee in their lunch. So there wasn't as much interactivity. There weren't stories. Or the angles. Or, yeah. Or the angles or filtering the fuck out of themselves with just like, you know, this is me it wasn't with like a, a sepia un- filter. It wasn't a, it wasn't a unique platform yet. No. Like now, like even though I even though Instagram is one of the platforms I barely use. I do know that when I post, I know that I get pretty decent like reaction from it. Oh yeah. So I, you've shared I, stuff from this show, and it gives it a nice bump. Yeah. So 
now it's not to knock it. Maybe maybe TikTok will grow on me as time comes. But you know like... what I found, and it was the guys from Respect the Blackout. It was Munch actually, um, who said, if you create, you know, you sign up for one of these platforms, you can't just put random stuff on there. You oh. have to make it your brand. So, and I've noticed that a lot of the more successful uh, creators, whether they're influencers or just small accounts, they stick to a specific subject. So Chris with his through Cape stick to just keeping up with, with podcasting things. And with, you know, maybe you want to do a short news blurb or something like that on your, your thing. I started doing a Freemasonry TikTok, and I've gained more likes and followers just from continuing on the same subject. Right. You know, so that that not so much of what the subject is, but just because the subject is the same with every video. Right. Well, that's also how any YouTubers built their platform is that they have one thing. They talk about one genre and that's kind of it. When people try to cover all sorts of areas. I mean, to be fair, it's the same could be said for podcasting. There's a reason fantasy football and true crime podcasts are always in the yeah. top 10 because yeah. people come to a show for just one thing. Whereas this show is just all over the road. That's the nature of it. And that's the way I like it because I do it because I want to, it's not a fucking job, right? But it's, I get why people like having one thing as opposed to just something that's just general entertainment, which is what this, what, what Cape falls under. So create the yacht club on TikTok, Christian. There you go. <laughs> Start it on TikTok and then make an OnlyFans. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, there's a whole, there's going to be a whole push for when Anderson finally comes into fruition. It's literally just trying to figure out the best way to get eyes on it. Cause I, what I'm worried will end up happening is that YouTube will see it and think, Oh, they, these characters look like they're made for, for children. Right. And, right. and then knock the, the videos and then that fucks everything. But with the yacht club, I think it will establish, okay, this is just, this is, a, this is going to be a fun time and a half. So, mm. It's trying to figure out how to push it because even though I don't want to market it as a web series too much, because I feel like there's a stigma attached to that, but I, I just kind of say it's a show, mm. but the problem like is you should start on, on a TikTok or maybe through like an Instagram stories. That's the thing like, I want to do. Thing. I would like yeah. to do that before I find people ripping clips from YouTube. Mm, to, right, if, right. like if it like let's say it were to get big if it were to be fun and it, it grew up to it blew up to a point where people were doing that they would take audio clips and do their own reactions right, make memes out of it and stuff like yeah. that. yeah so i mean i think the, the the approach would definitely be to um to set up an account and start posting clips there once the show comes out it's just it's it's another window that i have to navigate now with patreon and and even a little bit of OnlyFans that i get because right. it's like okay it's it's if you like this person you are supporting them monetary. oh absolutely it's it's very direct in a yes. di yeah you're supporting in a direct way which is the appeal and yeah. people want to do that now, exactly i mean I'm, my... I'm i'm a patron of at least three individuals right now right so here's my question for you guys do you do you appreciate the different tiers in, yes. in certain things or yes. do, does it confuse you because some people are like it's confusing and i'm like i don't see any confusion in having multiple well, tiers i believe it, i believe it depends on the creator uh or what you're so specifically patreon uh mm -hmm. with with only fans because you could sign up through google you could sign up through only fans i think it depend it depends on how they word each tier so like for instance i uh i've talked about it before i salute i uh I'm on Patreon for the Whiskey Tribe. 
and the lowest tier is um four dollars a month and it's just to support them they acknowledge your support uh and you get your name on what they call the wall of magnificence in their distillery out in texas mm-hmm. okay for four bucks a month um other than that you get like the uh behind the scenes videos uh you get their their lenses uh you know the lenses are on patreon have you seen those yeah okay and um, you might get a, a, a video or two through YouTube through one of their direct channels. The two gentlemen, one is uh, Daniel Whittington and the other is Rex uh, Williams. Their individual YouTube channels are private. So they will send you the link through Patreon and only the Patreons are able to see something that they put up. Right, right. Also, and I, this was one of the reasons why we wanted to do this in the studio. You get early access to their alcohol booze woohoo um, they Silly are goose. Uh, they, they are a distillery <laughs> in texas um and there's legal reasons why they can't ship to other states so sure they can through patreon no matter what the tier is you're allowed to make decisions on bottles what kind of blends they, they just uh finished this week they just finished creating their still like the pot still that actually distills their spirits and whatnot and all of that came through the money through Patreon. So uh, here's here's the only thing about Patreon and these and these platforms that I've seen other people use, but I don't know if it's necessarily going to be a thing that I might use, but I would love your thoughts on this. And it's the public decision aspect of it. Mm. Because my worry is is that when too many people support like let's say the the Anderson Harbor Yacht Club blew up again and it's all there, it's it's going great. And I had a higher tier that was like, you get to make decisions on which scripts and stuff we use in Anderson Harbor and stuff like that. My worry is, is like, well, no offense, as much as I appreciate the audience, what I create is up to me. So well, like in that respect, yeah, um, there's two other um, creators I, I, I patron and they have something like that in their tiers. Uh, one of them is the Masonic Roundtable which is the smaller pin right here. Mm-hmm. And the other one is the gentleman's brotherhood, uh, brother Juan Sepulveda down in uh, Florida. And the gentleman's brotherhood is literally just that it's uh, positivity for men trying to make men better and in the world and one like that. Um, and depending on the tier, the highest level tier, you get access to give suggestions and that you get uh, like an executive producer title, so to speak, in either a video or something that they may, may release. Yeah, they do not guarantee you that um, uh, your idea will make it to a show, mm-hmm. but they accept your idea in that way. So if again, it goes back to the wording of the tier. So if you say like you know you're uh, two fifty a month you get executive producer credits on the YouTube page or, you know, wherever your, your platform is. And you get to, you get, you, you know, you create a discord for it so that you can uh, communicate with all these individuals and they can give you input and whatever else. And you say like, even if your idea doesn't make it into my show and say it's on YouTube, you're still going to get executive producer credit at the end of that show, because you're still giving me this amount of money. Yeah. You know, so okay. it, it, it comes down to, to legalese, essentially. Right. And I, I get that. I mean, it makes sense to also support at a level where you want to contribute to something. And that's where I right. get the, the voting part, because yeah. like one of the things I floated out for the Cape Patreon 
which we've talked about and haven't pulled the trigger on yet for for various reasons is something that we were going to start earlier in the year when the Patreon launched back in January. But the idea of doing uh, monthly film commentaries where you could pop on a film and you can play the audio like through your I mean, everybody is like an external speaker <laughs> on their TVs. It's like connect your your mobile device, connect your phone to your Bluetooth on your on your speaker and then just play our track while the movie's playing on your TV. It's kind of easy yeah. to do that now. Whereas like when we did we did a handful of movies, well, we did probably a dozen audio commentaries are the only podcast that matters like that technology didn't exist. Now it'd be very easy. Just connect a separate audio while the movie's playing on the TV and kind of enjoy it that way. Uh, but anyway, that hasn't really come together yet. It's something I'm eyeing to do by the end of the year and something that was going to be part of um, the $10 tier. And part of that was going to be, well, we'll put some movies up to a vote. Like, what would you guys like to hear us crack wise about? What would you like to hear us, you know, talk about and watch? Like, Mm-hmm. What do you think? Muppet Christmas Carol or Die Hard? You know, just for example, like if we're going to do a movie or both? put it or oh, oh, of course, both. Well, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, maybe we just hit big in December and do two movies. <laughs> and Like that'll yeah. be the launch. Like, hey, everybody, if you enjoy this, we'll do like one a month. Yeah, that was kind of the thought, because there's a list I've been conferring with all the regulars. Uh, one of the cooler things that I've seen on Patreon that actually the founder of Patreon this guy, his, this guy's name is Jack Conti. He's one of the co-founders of Patreon. Mm-hmm. And he has uh, two bands that I follow called Scary Pockets <laughs> and and Pomplamus. And Pom- they've been on Pomplamus has been on YouTube for a very long time. Uh, but Scary Pockets is brand new. Their Patreon approach is actually kind of brilliant. So they'll have the like they'll have a five, a ten and a fifteen dollar tier or if I think it's just five and ten. And then they'll have a hundred dollar tier, but they'll only limit it to 65 mm. so yep. that only 65 yep. people will be able to get that tier but it's highly sought after because mm-hmm. yep. you get them that's how it is in the whis- whiskey tribe also which i think yeah. is awesome because then it's like oh if someone if there's a spot open and if it like if it theoretically got that popular yep. and there's a spot open freaking people be chomping at the bit to get that that one spot yeah that that exact that exact thing happens with the whiskey tribe there's so many i've actually communicated with um the one woman's name is emma she's the head distiller and i've asked like you know is there a way to you know get up in a different tier because i'd like to give them more money because i I support them and i'd like to you know uh be recognized i guess you'd say kind of fomo in a way yeah (laughs) and it just like you described christian it's it's limited to a specific number depending on what like the the first two tiers are unlimited. It's only like four dollars and ten dollars. You everybody can sign up for those. Yeah. But the higher you go, I think the lowest number is um two hundred people for like the two hundred dollar tier. And there's okay. full already. It like completely full. You can't get it. Even the twenty five dollar tier, I think they have like seven hundred and fifty members. Wow. And it's full and like people will announce in the group chat through Patreon, like, listen, um, I, you know, I got to change my billing cycle around this and the other thing. There's going to be a spot opening up for. So look for it. Mm, yeah, that's, smart. you know, so like almost like selling their position in a way, in a way crazy. Yeah. But but that's the thing. If you have that kind of that's why it's a great thing. Christian, and I have talked about this a couple of times and various conversations over the last couple of months. But that's why it really is a great time to create anything. Because you can get that fan support and you can also make things for your audience, very specific to your audience, where it's if mm-hmm. you like this stuff or in the case where you want to limit like a, a premium tier where people maybe have more access or more input or whatever on, on products on something like alcohol, which is a perfect example, then 
that's a really, really cool way to just like, well, this is our audience. These are the people who support us. They're willing to kick in money and pre-order these things. And that's pretty sweet. I mean, my first experience with doing any kind of fan funding was with Pledge Music back in 2012. Because I'm a huge fan of Ginger Wildheart, one of my heroes, one of my big inspirations. And, mm. you know, I was aware of Indiegogo and Kickstarter, of course. But then there was a music-oriented platform, which sadly no longer exists because they had to go and rip off they fans. Really, and they were really a whole, had a lot of they had a lot of problems. They they the did end. they did it and was, Pledge Music was ex- essentially that it was like I, Kickstarter I didn't hear for about music. Could you explain what happened with Indiegogo? I didn't hear about this. No, no, with Pledge Pl- Music, not Pledge Indiegogo. Music. Oh, Pledge. All right. Either one. What you were saying, the one. No, no. You were saying one of them had like they were ripping off fans and whatnot. Well, Pledge Music they, kind of they they kind of sh- stopped fulfilling orders and stuff like that and then weren't issuing refunds. I don't know if that's been resolved, but I know it was an issue uh, maybe two years ago at this point. I'm trying to remember. Um, I don't think it got solved before they went under. I think. Oh, definitely not. I just don't know if it's been solved I, since. No. I think no, it hasn't. Just kind of got left in the lurch. Which, it's a big, which sucks. It's a, it was a big deal, but I think that also contributed to like this hesitancy in certain in, in supporting campaigns like that. Because yeah. you never, you never understand. Uh, you never understand truly where you your don't know. Well, going. I mean, getting back to the conversation about something like TikTok or Instagram and our you know reluctance when it came to those platforms, it's like, is this thing going to last? So when you think, you know, as a platform like Pledge Music, like, I don't know, well, that went under. So does that mean, you know, this, you know, particular um, website's going to last? Who knows if I support through here, if it's going to be worth it? I mean, funnily enough, I don't know if you guys know this, but are you aware that 45, a.k.a. the last sitting president, used to be part of a crowdfunding website? Yeah, didn't Did you he guys have his own? It wasn't he, he had a hand in it. I mean, he, he doesn't own anything as you know, no, of course it, it doesn't not, take no. much to look into the fact that he just everything's lo- an LLC loans his name to stuff. <laughs> yeah. But uh, what, there was a website what was this called fundanything.com, which oh considering considering it was associated with him, it failed. Shock of shocks. Uh, it went under. And, uh, you know, of course, just b- because once again, it's like, oh, someone's making money doing it. Let me try to get in on making money doing it, you know, because yeah. that's that's his M.O. But. Uh, yeah, I supported. Well, I wanted to kick in for um, Pendulette's movie and I missed the window. He did a film called Director's Cut, which was fan funded through Fund Anything. And mm-hmm. I missed the cutoff. So I'd intended to. I did support back in 2014 um, when Adam Carolla was fighting against the patent trolls who were trying to claim that they had, you know, oh, that we God, own these patents that. and that whole thing. Yeah, exactly. There was a whole. What fan happened? funding thing to legally right, so there's fight. there's this whole campaign from one specific company, I believe. One specific company they, in Texas. Yeah, where they would go around and look for patents on various um, technologies. Whether, yeah, whether intangibles or, or yeah, yeah, things like that that had run out or didn't exist, and then and go sue the creator of that, claiming that they just bought the patent for whatever it was that they that the original creator never patented. Well, basically, okay. in in the case of like the the podcasting one with the what the patent trolls were doing is they went after the big ones at the time. It was Adam Carolla, Joe Rogan, Chris yeah. Hardwick, Mark Marin, and basically the, the what they owned the patent to was essentially, if I'm remembering it correctly, I don't want to I don't want to pull an Andrew, but it was essentially a line of code which helps disseminate playlists through multiple platforms or something like that. It was not something. It was something that there's an element that could be used in distributing a podcast, distributing an MP3 file, 
but isn't something that necessarily means you own the entire format of podcasting, essentially. But they were suing all the big names because they have deep pockets. They weren't coming after the only podcast that matters, which was rolling on a weekly basis at the time because we didn't have any money. However, those bigger shows. Oh, OK, so I, I just pulled it up. I remember these names now. OK, the Electronic Foundation, um, the EFF. Yes, they want they Who's want it. it. They were they were the good guys. Mm hmm. They were the good guys in this. So back in early, I'm reading from the article right now. Mm -hmm. Back in early 2013, the podcast community was freaking out. A patent troll called Personal Audio LLC yes. had sued comedian comedian Adam Carolla and was threatening a bunch of smaller podcasters. Personal Audio claimed that the podcast the podcasters infringed on U.S. patent number blah blah blah, which claims a system for disseminating media content in serialized episodes. The e the EFF what? exactly yes. yeah exactly these are the kind of minutiae stuff that they would go after and now it patent trolls don't aren't just for podcasting they're for everything yes you know for like sure you could make a microchip and never patent that microchip and then you know the patent trolls will find a patent patent that microchip and then go after you for it even though you created it yeah if you're turning a profit uh, in anything they will go after you for it and the thing is in texas you can get cases like that can get heard which is why personal audio had a building or rented some kind of space in right. Texas because Texas courts will allow you to basically sue for anything. So <laughs> you can get your case heard in Texas. So they filed the suit in Texas, and that's kind of how the whole thing shook out. And then the Supreme Court rejected personal audio's petition for the yes. review, and the case is finally over. Yeah, it was a big, it was a big, big mess. But I, I kicked in because... I wanted to, I mean, there was an event that was actually held in, uh, I think, the Redondo Beach Convention Center. I did a whole episode about it because my tire blew out and Adam Carolla actually had one of his guys take a look yeah. at my car to make sure it was <laughs> okay. I did a whole episode back in the early days of Cape about uh, that whole experience. But uh, anyway, it uh, so, that was so something I supported because obviously vested interest. And also there was a perk that came with, you know, I got a T-shirt and a hat and I got to go to this event and everything, which was, it was all cool. But uh, incidentally... That was from fundanything.com, which no longer exists because you know who was associated with it. So, of course, it fucking failed. And <laughs> no surprise. But, yeah, like when you have something like that or pledge music, I get people's reluctance to contribute to a campaign. And for the sake of being vague, there is a campaign I contributed to at the beginning of 2021, which had an aim for fulfillment in July. Now, a lot of variables of the pandemic and things like that. But I did send a message to them saying, hey, I just kind of want to know what's going on. I realize there are a lot of moving parts and what they're doing and i'm not going to identify what the project is i mean I, I will at the point when it's it's public because i did support it at a at a high enough tier that mm -hmm. my name will be attached to something but it's um it's one of those things where i realize like okay there's a lot going on this is, we are not operating under normal circumstances still as much as we'd all like to be so i realize there's a delay but like what's going on because i just kind of want to know the project's going to come to pass because if it is great if it's not because there's a lot of factors and you know some red tape involved given what the, the project is i just kind of want to know because if it's not going to come about and it is a chunk of change that could possibly be used but i'm, I'm still happy to contribute it if this thing's going to come through so yeah. i get people's reluctance to maybe support on different platforms and look i was even hesitant when it came to launching a cape patreon people were telling me this last summer just because the show was rolling on a weekly basis and people were were listening and they were happy to see i was doing a podcast again and yeah. I, I said, I don't really want to launch a Patreon just in the hope people are going to kick some money toward me. I want to have something to post on there. So that's why I said, let me just launch at the beginning of the year, because at that point we'd gone to the studio, which that wasn't even a thought until last August. And, you know, there was 
I had a bunch of stuff saved, you know, video episodes from Zoom. There was some pre-show nonsense. There were some other different things that had been done on Zoom mm-hmm. in different combinations of people where I was like, okay, well, at least I'll have stuff to, to share. And with the way the dynamic goes with, well, now it's become everybody. But what started with Andrew, Ryan, <laughs> Jack, and myself having a pre-show tangent yeah. it's all a whole bulk yeah. of pre-show which is a show in itself i thought okay well there's probably going to be this on a, on basically on a weekly basis pretty much always there's always a pre-show Every there time very there's few. a show there's going to be right with few exceptions like i can of, yeah uh, our, our our facilities yeah which which but happens you know all the time about your your show is like oh, i just please. think it me, needs to me. get i i just think it needs to get that's seen. right sit back and relax chris he's gonna he's uh, he's gonna butter me up and i'm here for it <laughs> This goes for your podcast. This goes for your podcast, Andrew, and this goes for yours as well. Yes, sir. And this goes for anybody who's trying to create media. Is is that if you keep at it, you will find your people, and you're slowly totally. starting to find your people again. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. And and that's what's wonderful about it is because at the end of the day, there will always be someone who's willing to throw in a buck. And mm-hmm. if it's and if you have the one fan who's willing to throw in a buck, you can best believe there are more. And that's why, like, you get to see these creators do these awesome things beyond their initial platforms because the, their Patreon and their ad revenue allows them to do so. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, we're not—we're artists. We're not rich from this shit. No, it's a very, it's a very small percentage of podcasters, creators, YouTube people that actually get into the millions. Like, it's—you might as well get struck by lightning. Yeah. But. If you do put in the effort, you will reap benefits. If, Absolutely. It's not billions and millions of reference in, in, in dollars, but you'll see something and it'll be just as gratifying. I mean, that's that's always been the goal for me is just to make a living being creative. It's never to be a household name. It's never be, you know, the pie in the sky 100%. would be like, what's that? Oh, 100 percent. I'm sorry. I, thought I said, hold on a second. I'm like, huh? Um, but yeah, the idea of like making a living, not like I'm going to be in the Marvel. I'm going to be in the MCU one of these days. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's it's the idea of like, well, I want to create. I want to be able to do my thing. And if, as long as people find it funny, if people find it interesting, if people are tuning in, cool. And if they do want to kick in support, great. But also I wanted to make sure there was something that they had on a weekly basis that didn't that I'd be able to give them, you know, for like, he, thanks for contributing five bucks a month. You're getting an extra, you know, it always something adds extra. up to an, an hour yeah. plus of pre-show nonsense, right. you know, at the end of the month. And that's why I started doing like monthly recaps. Like I kind of talk about the shows from the month. Um, which August is, is coming. <laughs> I realize it's, we're now a week into so, September, but it's like, I'm doing little things that I want to put out there just to be like, well, here's, you know, some more stuff and how the show came together and maybe things that before and after that weren't captured on mic or on camera. Yeah. So it's, it's cool to be able to do that for fans because look, if they're willing to kick in and they're helping us pay for studio time. And I appreciate it. If you're a, a patron of the show on Patreon, your support is way appreciated. And um, it, but it's one of those things where it's like I can do this for an audience that is actively tuning in and is actively following the show. Great, because they have an interest in it anyway. Exactly, because they like what because they like what you do, and like which which goes along with with pa- what Patreon is in in and of itself is like we enjoy these creators so much we want to see them not only create content but we want to see them creating the content. Right. You know, like how many patrons are out there showing you like, no, this is me making the video. This is me splicing things together. And you'll just give like that's why the lens is on there. Mm-hmm. Or even if you want to go the route of 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 the only of only fans where you you follow some model, some actress or whatever, and 
you know, she shows off her wardrobe to you and like, I'm going to wear this at this shoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You get to see her naked or whatever, but it's like, you get to also see like Chris and I, you and I have to have this conversation. How real are they? What do they look like without makeup on? You know, you're getting that backstage. Pass. Well, per- yeah, well, personality. Yeah. That's the thing. Like I will follow people and I've followed a handful as far as like paid for right. a handful of, of people on OnlyFans. There's nobody who I subscribe to on like a monthly basis in part, just because I don't have the time. Not that I'm not interested, not that they're not attractive. It's just more like there, there has to be some kind of personality to it yeah. where I actually yeah. enjoy what they have to say where I enjoy what they're bringing to it. I'd rather hear them talk about the coffee they buy in the morning than what they're going to be doing in the afternoon with some other person. Totally. I mean, that's why like even even the, yeah, even like following porn stars has never really appealed to me in that regard because I'm, I'm not interested in like all the, I don't care what goes on behind the scenes of porn. I really don't. I mean, I'm only tuning into porn for one reason. So (laughs) uh, let's, let's be honest. I I don't need to know any of the stupid, intricate gigs that happen. Exactly. I don't need to see in hair and makeup before you're about to, you know, get, get a load on your face. Like I really don't You're going to ruin that hair and makeup. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like I don't care about that whole process. Just for me, there are dudes who are all about it, but for me, like that's not my thing. Yeah. No kink shaming here. No sex work shaming. None of that. But, um, you know, for me, I'm more interested in like, if they have a good personality, if they're easy to look at, of course, there are those elements for me where it's like, I like what you do. Not just for me. It's not as simple as I like how you look, but again, to each their own, everybody has their taste. Having said that, the shitty thing about the news about only fans cutting out, uh, anything explicit or hardcore or whatever was the people who were laughing at and mocking only fans, creators, particularly sex yes. workers who'd be affected, affected negatively by essentially you're going to get deplatformed. Yeah, which sucked because and a lot of them said this on social media and obviously it was trending for days for pretty much that whole week when OnlyFans announced that change. And a bunch of them said and they were absolutely right. Like, you know, nobody was laughing at you when you lost your job because of pandemic last year. Why are you laughing at us for losing, you know, a, a stream of income because you don't regard it as a job? Because, because as that, that right there, be... that that phrase you said right there, because you don't consider it a job. Right. And it is like if you want to be successful, these women who are killing it are OnlyFans. And men generate and men. That's obviously and anybody who's killing it on OnlyFans. You have to put in the work. You have to distribute regularly. You have to create stuff. People that keeps people coming back. And honestly, that's one of the reference points, which which has made me say, like, I should probably step up the game on Patreon and I should probably spend more time, you know, cutting together audio and video and stuff like that, because I'm thinking there are people who are killing it because they're being consistent about it. While I deliver a show every Monday, as promised to the general public, there is that element of like, you know what? They are working and it is paying off. And in some way, the more I'm putting out there, the more it is going to pay off. And to have this library of stuff, which as the show keeps going on a weekly basis, the library keeps building and building. I thought I should probably put more effort in. Like I honestly look at them as a, as an inspiration in that regard, because so many of them who put out stuff daily, just based on, you know, the handful I've followed, I thought, yeah, think about that. It actually is like they're they're working on it and it's something they're consistently doing. Like they need to put in effort to plan. They're shooting it on their own. They may not be editing anything. It may just be a cell phone video or, you know, whatever. Yeah. But it's it's, it's a consideration something. like they're still putting in the time a couple of days a week to make sure that they're delivering this for their their followers. They're, pe- they're people. Yes. And that's what it's about. No matter what you do. And look, just because it's sex work or nude modeling or it's just straight up porn, whatever you know what fetish. Hey, thing, man. You know what my favorite thing about that whole thing was when people were starting to be like, well, you're in, you're in sex work. That's not a real job. Right. Half the people that were big on Twitter that were saying that were YouTube gamers. Oh. And, I, and I'm just like, you right. hypocritical sons of bitches. 
Yeah, uh, yeah. You, you play video games for a living, and you're you're telling a woman who's using what God gave her to make some extra cash, right? That or, what she's doing isn't a real living. Even a pl- even if plastic surgeon gave it to her, it's like she's still putting or in the time. Or plastic surgeon, whatever. But, but she's she's putting in the time, and if people yeah. are willing to pay for it, who gives a fuck? There aren't there isn't exactly. even a stigma as far as like what you get paid to do. I feel like that changed. I feel like there was a real shift in terms of like when. This this is my objective opinion, of course, but I feel like when it comes to making money and the whole concept of like selling out or doing things for money, I'm not kidding. I think it was about eight years ago, Matthew McConaughey wins the Oscar for best actor, and then he goes and does like a Cadillac commercial or something. And it's like, oh, it's just on now. Like once upon a time, you know, Brad Pitt and George Clooney would do commercials that were for Japan that would never air in the U.S. for or money because that joke. was that was frowned upon. But. At that point, I'm like, wow, this dude won an Oscar and now he's doing a car commercial. Like, it's just on, which is fine. There shouldn't be some kind of stigma. It's like, it's a job. Everybody's trying to work and nobody wants to sit on their asses. Like people say, like, my so-and-so, you know, um, and it's also pick, your pick perception any, pick any of, of, the, you... of the stars of friends. It's like, well, why are they still working? They get paid. Well, that doesn't necessarily mean like, oh, my life is fulfilled. Like I make enough money doing own... this. It's also your own personal perception of what you deem to be fun. And like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. At, the, I, at, at the end of the day. That's what's so great about where we live is like, hey, we can do what we want to do and figure out ways to make money off of it. And some people are not that fucking lucky. So, oh, without a doubt, as you will. But it's just it's just crazy because to me that hip like my favorite thing when people are like sex work isn't real work. My favorite thing to be like is, well, let me ask you this. Did you love Westerns as a kid? Did you like the (laughs) wild, wild west? Did you like any of the anything involving the expansion of cowboys and stuff like that mm-hmm. you like that and i'm like yeah wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for sex workers you fucking idiots so <laughs> well it's also like that's that's fantasy in its own way what's wrong with yeah, that like that like, was as mainstream as fuck for like i mean they were still making westerns into the 70s they had a good 30 years so, and, <laughs> making so westerns they were on tv they were in movies i know but like that whole idea of like Hey, guess what? Your favorite thing was built on. Right. And that's why this whole thing with OnlyFans was so fucked is because OnlyFans built a very successful platform on the backs of sex workers. And then at the soonest available moment, turned their back on them yeah. like a whole bunch of other previous platforms. But now, even though they said they're ba- they're out of it. They just fucked themselves. They because did. Because no one is going to trust, going to trust them. them. Yeah. Everybody. And, and I, for one, will not. I mean, I don't. I with OnlyFans, I will not support them now. Like, I know who they are. I know people are on it. But, like, I wouldn't be surprised if that app died within the next two years. I mean, you and can't, then something yeah. else came up. Oh, a bunch of them have come up. I mean, um, oh, what's what's the dude's name? Is it Tiga or Tyga? <laughs> I don't know how he pronounces his name. But you know what I'm talking <laughs> about. I like to I like to think it's just Tigger and he's from Winnie the Pooh. Okay, uh, it, it's probably Tiger. It probably I know, is. I know it's Tiger, but I really don't know. I, I honestly, I've only Sorry, read it. Old I've white never man heard syndrome. It. I, it's listen, Tigger. I'm it's Tigger. I, I'm not in Homeboy's demo. All right, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> but and I'm saying Homeboy in a general way because he's a man. That's all. Anyway, uh, but he launched one and he said he's only going to take. Uh, I think it's his platform is only going to take ten percent. Uh, you know, administrative fee or service fee or whatever it is from creators, whereas OnlyFans takes 20. And even having competition like that, it's, well, yeah, why not? Because when you, when you see how quickly something like OnlyFans blows up and also can yeah. sink, the next platform could blow up. I mean, again, and people were saying that about TikTok. I remember having a conversation with um, actually my cousin, uh, Mike Morano, who, who was on the show, Cape 160. 
six-ish, I think, um, who's a drummer in a band. And we were talking about it in Christmas of 2018. And he was talking about TikTok. He's like, everybody's saying like we should, you know, the band should do some stuff on TikTok. And I'm thinking like, why not? Because you don't know what's going to blow up. And it's true because in 2018, yeah. I hadn't given any consideration to TikTok. But then fast forward to April 2021, we're, the three of us are doing a live show with Ming. Yeah. And the the interactive uh, element of speaking with uh, Abigail and talking about TikTok and everything, it was. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, OK. I guess we should try this. And literally that episode, Cape 164, was the first episode trailer. I registered a TikTok at Cape Pod, by the way, if you're not following. And but you're also seeing success on TikTok. Right? I am. A lot of views and a, the subscriptions have gone up for sure. The followers have gone up on Instagram as well because of that, because that's the handle it's you know in the in the bio i can't seem to connect the account for some reason where it generates a link to instagram but i just have in the no, bio you gotta, it's just, you got you got to create the, your link tree or something like that an external I, well uh, that's it i just have in in the bio is just ig colon cape pod so right. i picked up instagram followers for there which obviously is longer form videos and the episode trailer goes up there as well but you're still getting two video clips a week and you know stuff posted in the stories and all of that so it has had a measurable effect. I mean, just the episode trails alone, every single one gets more views on TikTok than it does on Instagram. So you're still going to reach people more. And again, I, you know what? I had to eat some crow on making fun of TikTok. And that's why I said, I'm not going to do this again. I'm not going to shit on any other apps. So I do think Vine was stupid because it was six seconds long. But I, uh, it's like with Instagram, who knew that it would become what it would become? And I only started really posting on Instagram stories in like February. I just kind of thought like, why am I going to do that? It's going to disappear. But I've had fun doing it exactly. so it, i post almost a daily for, on a daily basis not for nothing i think you should actually research the uh the the audience crossover between tiktok and OnlyFans. i even though i was using it as the joke for the anderson arbor yacht club i think it also might fit your humor as well to be like hey guys we have an OnlyFans," but like people will go over to that totally more so than any other and i'll create a free only fans and the video is going to be hey everybody you could really follow the show on instagram <laughs> that'll be it'll be a free only fans and it'll be like hey guys thanks for oh. checking out only fans however you should really just go to instagram and follow because yeah oh, or like upload the episode trailers to only fans look i wouldn't be opposed to it people said like I was saying earlier and i'm sure i was probably getting this point earlier but that's the nature of our conversation goes all over the road but but that's um, what makes people this said, show great. So shut does. up. No, I, I'm not. I'm not shitting on it. I embrace it. I embrace. I the know. Chaos. I'm just being a dickhead. I embrace the chaos of this show. But anyway, uh, the idea of like, well, you know, YouTube might not be around forever. You, you know, a lot of creators on YouTube who've been at it for like a decade are talking about how YouTube, the algorithm has changed. And I've got friends who are like, I'm not getting nearly the views I used to and all of that stuff. And they're saying, well, what happens if if YouTube is no longer a viable platform for you to put up video clips? I said, I mean, I could go to Daily Motion or any of those others. Or I was like, I'll put them on fucking X videos or Pornhub. Who cares? Everybody goes to those sites anyway. It's not like people don't know they exist. Like if Here's I put thing... full cape episodes on, on porn tube sites. Yeah, why not? If the idea is to keep them available. I mean, one sure. of my favorite. One of my YouTube's not the only YouTubers. game out there. One of my favorite YouTubers does that because he reviews animated content that's for adults. Mm. But they all YouTube always screws him. Right. So he'll put up the full episode on Pornhub or X videos and get great numbers. And but what's what's funny is that while I do believe YouTube will be around for a significant amount of time, I feel like YouTube has given enough people a voice more so than television yes, has ever sure. done. Oh, yeah. That people will not let this platform die. However, I think we'll definitely see different regime changes i don't mm. think this era of youtube is going to last i think the next boss that comes in 
is probably going to go in the direction of let's make this more creator friendly and then create and then it'll it's peaks and valleys so youtube right now is at a is kind of at a low moral low like people are not making as much as they used to Mm. and and not for nothing they kind of blew themselves up yeah they they shot themselves in the foot definitely They, they really did like they when they allowed like all this creepy children's and family content to be uploaded under the radar Mm. like and when people caught on to that that was a whole problem well and and the conspiracy theory and crazy right-wing nutter and all that other stuff that's that's showing up on there that's getting recommended that is now pumping life into these movements for crazy people that doesn't help either because there's not enough filtering meanwhile you can't see a clip where we're debating about skittles that doesn't get recommended for anybody it's like we're debating skittles flavors nope you're more likely to see some guy talk about how brown people are coming for your jobs and you know shit like that great clip go figure oh thanks man that one blew up see that's got like 120 (laughs) views on instagram in like two days that should be a tiktok that's fucking wild it's that too long. I may have to edit it down because it's like three and a half minutes. But I thought about that. I'm like, that's a but funny that's what, conversation. See, that, that's when it comes down to also to proper editing, too, because like I suggested to you before, Chris, mm-hmm. you got to do things. And Christian will get this like with where where he drops the Skittles, specifically with this clip. You drop the Skittles, you hear the bomb effect or you you get a zoom yes. in of, of Ryan <laughs> and you get the effect from Metal Gear Solid that, you know, the yes. uh, alarm that goes off. I would. Yeah, I would want to create. Kind of things, gonna go, ah, that's funny. I would want to create a clip that's specifically for TikTok. And I've said, like, I should figure out and create and like create clips separately for that. I'm just I'm trying to get on a rhythm with creating the clips, Right. the general clips that go up on YouTube and Instagram anyway. But it is something I thought, like, OK, it's paying off. I surely put some effort into it. Um, however, and this will and this will be the last thing. I, yes, go I ahead. Before I, I have to, to bounce. And yes, no, sir. it's okay. Is is that also is that even though these platforms are there to help you and support you as a creator and artist, do not underestimate their power and put your best foot forward with them. Don't do something very half-assed with it. Yes, because I'll even I'll fully admit the first version of the Anderson Harbor Yacht Club was very much that it was just. Please give me your money and I'll give you some stuff. <laughs> right. It, there wasn't as much focus on the creator, me, because I was thinking of it more as a production. Yes. And which which I still want to because it is a show and there are, these episodes are written ahead of time. However, I, I've come up to the realization that, no, if I want to make this worth it, I need to be putting in the content to do so. Yes. So now... I think what's going to probably end up happening is that there will be exclusive monthly mini episodes mm. of Anderson exclusively to Patreon. Nice. And then and then after it, because I want to do those monthly after a year, mm-hmm. we'll either put them up on YouTube once a year as like one funny anthology right. or put them out on DVD because I found a way to do disc distribution with no overhead. And oh, people awesome. are still and people are still asking for DVDs these days. People still want them. Oh, yeah. And I've thought, oh, that'd be that'd be really cool to self-distribute my own show on DVD with those mini episodes. Right. So that when I say put the effort into these things, it's not just passive income. You still got to do the work. Totally. Oh, you, yes. you will get out what you put into it. And again, exactly. that's why I, I want to make sure I'm putting more of a like a more effort into Patreon and putting stuff up for people who support because, you know, that money just goes back into the show. I'm not going on vacation or anything like that with, you know, Patreon supporter money. God, that pissed me off. So many people I, I 
who were acquaintances of mine in Los Angeles were like fun fan funding for different things on like Indiegogo or GoFundMe or stuff like that. And it's like, you know, remember, this project isn't going to come without you. You know, we, we can't do this without your support. And meanwhile, literally, there was one show where the woman who was fundraising was in Hawaii like a week later. It's like, OK. And there's a part of me that's like trying to grind away at doing my own thing, which Cape was one of the things I was working on where I'm like, Really? Like you got money to go on a Hawaiian vacation, but you're like, I can't produce this project without your financial support. It's like, fuck you. I hate that. I really, really. There was a bunch of people I know who did that or even, you know, I've gotten burned on projects I've supported as well, where it's like, oh, I didn't get the perks that was promised. So I get the reluctance, but all the more reason like that informs the way I want to handle it, where I'm like, okay, let me make this something that I'm putting in the effort where I can deliver on what it is I'm promising, where the people who are supporting the show continue to. And it turns more people onto it, but uh, but I, I, that's another thing entirely. Where it's like bigger creators, like mm-hmm. for example, I follow uh, Adam Savage's Tested on mm, YouTube. Right. He, yes. he, his YouTube channel is great. They just posted a, a video. Oh, by the way, I agree with your MythBusters uh, comment before what, on Facebook. My, my MythBusters comment. Yeah, he's like yeah, if about if, how if Impractical a... Jokers and Jackass oh, yeah. can be a movie, yes, why not yeah. a MythBusters movie? That actually is. I, yes. I think that idea Why holds some water. Why is this not a thing? Yeah. No, because I come on. Would you not go see a MythBusters movie in totally? Uh, of course I would. Are you kidding me? <laughs> just blowing shit up. Of course I'd go see it. Yeah. Because <laughs> if you do it like how the Jackass movies did it, freaking you, you have the option for celebrities to come in and do it. Like <laughs> you get the whole team back together. You do a tribute for Grant. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm. I really want that to happen. So I, I put that in the universe because at least if someone sees that, <laughs> please do it. One step it's closer to idea. reality. <laughs> can get the guys from but, Japan that made the Gundam, you know, like have them do something ridiculous. <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah, no, that was that was that. But um, what was I? What was I talking? Yeah. About why'd you interrupt? Uh, Interrupter Jones over here I, took I, you I, off your point. God damn it. But what, what did I interrupt you with? Because I, I had a point. To no, you, you were, were just saying. saying, like, let me finish. Let me finish on this note. And uh, it was. Oh, no. But yeah, it was just put in the work. Put in I, the work I agree. For your Patreon. Same. Put it for, uh, for whatever. And, uh, you know, again, only fans. You can't just be like, I'm charging twenty five dollars and I'm posting you know twice a month. It's like, fuck that. Oh, Adam Savage. <laughs> oh, so Adam Savage. Adam, sorry. No, I had to okay. bring it back to porn. My mistake. No, it's OK. So Adam Savage, uh, he has uh, instead of a Patreon. He has YouTube uh, channel joins, so you can actually subscribe to the YouTube channel. But you have there's like different tiers of it. There's mm. obviously the free subscription, like a normal YouTube channel, right? But YouTube has a built-in, basically a built-in Patreon feature now, where you can join that that channel, and it's pretty sweet. That's pretty cool. But I didn't know that was a it, thing. Yeah, it's for like when you get past like I think ten thousand subscribers, ah, then you then you get it. But I mean to. 2000 is about to hit three. I'm getting there, but freaking it's, it's cool because from what I've gathered, he'll do live streams and people will talk with him. Mm -hmm. And, but it's also the question of like, well, he was on Mythbusters for like 15 years. Why is he doing this channel joins? Mm -hmm. Isn't he too big for that? Is he funding? Where is he? Is he funding projects that he should be paying for himself? Like what's the line? Like, when is it inappropriate for a celebrity to do a Patreon? But yeah. with Adam, I think it works because he's not with Discovery. Mm-hmm. He's just, I think Tested is just his channel. Right. And they do a bunch of cool things. Like, just recently, he got invited to the set. Well, recently in the last two years, to the set of Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah. And he posted a video 
of him driving the Ecto one. Yeah, I saw and it's that. Beautiful. It's really, and really I was, cool. I was nerding out the whole time. But <laughs> at that point, it's what is the the line? What's the line? For, I mean, I remember I talked about this a couple of years ago when um at Zach Braff was doing it for um wish Andrew, I did you, wish did I was you here. Happen to hear what I said? Or did yeah, you, about how um you had the different tiers with Adam Savage. And he uh, put behind the scenes stuff up and he got in the Ecto one. No, but I mean, but did you hear like, what's the line for celebrities? having? Right. These, that's what we we're talking about. Like things. the idea of oh, like, celebrities. Uh, having them? Well, like because I, because Adam Savage has one technically for his YouTube channel for tested, but it's right. not a Patreon. It's the paid YouTube subscription thing. Right. OK. And so is, is that OK? But versus Zach Braff doing a Kickstarter for his movie, Wish I Was Here. Well, that's it. Like when I brought up the Zach Braff thing, there was a lot of backlash from people saying like he was on a network show for all these years. Why is he asking fans for money and blah, blah, blah. And my argument at the time. And again, that was another one. I missed the window because it was like a 30 day window to support it. But it was it, it was for a flat like twenty dollars or something like that. You get behind the scenes in the entire process, the production process, the directorial process, post-production, all of that. And I thought, you're getting a fucking class for $20. Why wouldn't yeah. I? I'd kick in for that, even if I don't see the movie, and I haven't seen the movie to this day, not because I've got out of my way to not see it because I missed supporting it, but I thought, that what a deal. You get to see how a film is made. Like, the filmmaker is going to literally take you through the process in real time for I 20 feel, bucks? What, feel, what's wrong with the, that? I feel the same way where it's like, it, it almost goes back to that tier system where... Mm -hmm depending on i mean if like spielberg or one of these giant directors turns around yeah i'm not going to support that it's like dude you 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 have so much you're, clout you're, in you're the, literally in the worth billions you would like, think yeah like no but like you know if someone like um um oh, i can't even think i'll give an okay. example i'll give an example andrew because okay, you, you'll ahead, understand this like guitarist steve vai guitar right. wizard rightfully yes. should be worth millions of dollars i'm sure he is and he's not and he's got a but he's got a patreon it's just a flat five bucks a month and you get everything right. he's had multiple tiers but it's like he's doing it because he wants to put stuff out there i mean the, the right. dude's 60 he's a wizard on the guitar if he wants yeah. to do lessons with people do a q a with fans and stuff what better a way to do it like we have the we yeah. we can rebuild we have the technology you know why would you yes. not want to do that just because there's a means to do it and at the same time there's probably the part of him that says look if i could put this stuff out oh, there and oh, i can yeah, help I other remember, people I remember, I remember what i was talking about what like, a great idea so if, if, if if joseph gordon levitt turned around and said he wanted to make a movie which he does a lot of the independent films i right. believe he just came out with another one if he came out and said listen i'm trying to fund a movie for something absolutely and if he created a tier system or if he did something similar to what you described chris where it's like a flat 20 dollars and you get blank yeah you get you the know, with it vlogs for, for and buying scenes and all that other stuff yeah yes I, I, absolutely i think the tier system works better because it's psychologically satisfying yes it's like i know i've given so much so i deserve so much yes you know as, yeah, as opposed I agree. to like why does everybody who gets twenty dollars do this? Well, it's also it'd be different if like somebody who doesn't need it. I mean, it's I mean the argument can be made with like a website like Cameo. Like I think Caitlyn Jenner is like five thousand dollars if you want right. a personal message, and all of them are like ten seconds long. I mean, where you look at that and you say, why the fuck is got, this person right, on so Cameo? You want, you want you want to play the Cameo game? I did that for my wife. Right. I did I did that for Veronica. I bought a Cameo from Mick Foley. Mm -hmm. You know, Mankind. Yes, Christian. If you know, if you have any, you know, knowledge, um, and he's not that big a nerd. I, how dare you? Yeah, listen, any knowledge, Jesus, I, dude. I don't know if you. I'm talking how wrestling knowledge you have, but anyway, he's judging you. Um, he's judging you, my old friend. <laughs> yeah, so, but like I bought. Come on, I, aren't you lonely? <laughs> you you know wrestling, right? What the hell are you doing, Christian? <laughs> he changes filter to black Hello, and white. Like this, my old friend. Somehow, someone animated a teardrop on his face. <laughs> I did all the editing. You just did, so you could, dude. That's for you, man. That's a trailer clip. 
<laughs> that's going to be right at the top or right at the end. Oh, man. Anyway, uh, on that note, I think I'm gonna. Have yeah, he's to yeah. Christian's got. I got, it, got, mo- to I got movie tickets. He uh, does. I'm going to see Shang Chi. He's off. And, he's uh, enjoy it. Yeah, enjoy it. Um, Thank you guys for having me. I love being part of the show. You already know. Oh, dude, we, we know. We appreciate it. We you you bring more to it than we can't we can't even measure it. Show up dude, on so. time next time. Yeah, right. Don't God fuck us it. when we have, when, <laughs> when we're when we're going to the studio. Ah, oh, he's gone. <laughs> shit. Well, listen. Despite shit. I hope you choke on your raisinets. Change Um, your name to eat shit and then sign out. (laughs) Okay, you know what? Let's do it. Let's spell it. Eat. (laughs) Eat. Here's your clip, Chris. We have so much goddamn fun on the show. It's ridiculous. I I don't have an air. Adios, guys. All right. Bye, Christian. See you soon. Later. And uh, listen, if you want to follow Christian, you can follow him at Christian <laughs> underscore Cordez on Instagram and follow Arcade Productions on YouTube, Arcade Player One on Twitter as well. And of course, you can follow Andrew on Instagram and Twitter at Metal underscore Drew and season one of the extended branch. If you're interested in Andrew's Masonic nonsense, uh, you can check out season one on YouTube coming soon to various podcast audio platforms. It's something we're literally Absolutely. working on right now. And make sure that that gets distributed so you can listen if you don't want to look at Andrew, which, hey, I understand. And, of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Chris Abalo and on Instagram at Chris Sells Out, like I said before. And please follow the show at Cape Pod on TikTok, lest we forget, and Instagram and Twitter. And uh, if you're not subscribed to the show, if you've enjoyed this, subscribe on the podcast platform of your choice. Give the show five stars. Write a little review. You can support the show on Patreon, patreon.com slash Cape Pod and uh, the YouTube channel as well. You can, uh, of course, check that out because there's five, uh, excuse me, um, two to three clips a week, including some pre-show nonsense, like some stuff you will see from what happened before we got started with this. Andrew's wife pops up and it's very, very funny and it's good stuff. And the pre-show stuff on Patreon as well. So uh, support the show. We appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thanks for watching. And uh, of course, get all the links for everything at crystalball.com or on the social media because there's a link tree because everything has a link tree these days. So until next time, for Christian Cordez and Andrew Rizzatello, this is Chris Abalo, and this was yet another experiment. <laughs>